Good afternoon, everyone. I want to welcome everybody here to Our Lady of Wisdom, particularly those guests who are joining us after coming with us to the Living Stations of the Cross, particularly edified about what a great job our college students did. Also, I want to take a moment to recognize the con celebrating priest that we have today, Father Champagne, along with two other priests who are with him. Um, Father Champagne was supposed to be here yesterday, but he thought that I was joking with him when I said that Mass started at 6.30. He thought I was telling him that so he'd get here early. <laughs> so he got here late. And so he showed up on time today because whenever we sing a little bit later, were you there when they crucified your Lord? He didn't want to say, no, bro, I was about a half an hour late. <laughs> but he's here now. So for those who were yesterday, I explained that my theme for the Triduum is how to receive more from Holy Mass. Very briefly giving a summary from yesterday, we looked at how Mass is a prayer. And like in all prayer, God is the primary actor. He's the protagonist. And we are there to let go of control and to let the Lord act in our lives, mainly by becoming receptive of allowing the Lord to wash our feet, as he washed the feet of Peter, being open to his grace, being open to his mercy, being open to his very self. And we close with looking at this contemplative dimension of Mass, not worrying about having to understand it all, but really actively participating by contemplating the mysteries, letting it soak in. And we saw how Peter struggled with this, wanting to put limits on the Lord, wanting to retain control of refusing that receptive attitude whenever Christ wanted to wash his feet. And so today, the figure that we have that acts as the basis of our reflections is that antithesis of Peter in the Last Supper. And that is Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior. She becomes that perfect example of what our disposition to Mass and prayer in general ought to be. She allows Jesus to offer his perfect prayer, that perfect sacrifice on the cross, putting no restrictions on him, allowing him to act, realizing that there's nothing she could do even if she wanted to, and exhibiting that receptive attitude and her willingness, even in her great pain, to receive John as her son. Jesus didn't even need to ask for Mary's yes. He already knows that she is going to say yes, to be open and receptive. He knows that she'll obey. And of course, that great contemplative attitude of Our Lady, there at the foot of the cross, not saying anything, but worshiping, adoring, accepting in faith all that is happening, happening. that contemplative gaze of looking at her son in that prayerful manner of hers. And so I use this sort of quote that I'm going to give to describe Our Lady a couple of years ago of expressing this attitude. It was from the Good Friday homily where a spiritual writer from last century said, in this state, the state of mother being at the foot of the cross, 
The mother is united with the son who gives everything, even his spirit, back into the father's hands. It is a surrender beyond all being able, bearing, enduring. It is nothing but the pure state of no longer being able. What does that mean? It means that here is Our Lady realizing that she is not in control. There's nothing that she can do. And this, admitting it, not being able and allowing Christ to act, to give his life, is the perfect prayer. And she learns to receive and to let go of control. This is, as some have called it, sort of the sacrifice of the church. When the priest prays at Mass, even though we won't do it today, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We understand that Christ has his sacrifice and the priest acts in the person of Christ, but what is our sacrifice? What is the sacrifice that we bring? Well, the truth is, we can say, as another theologian stated, if we wish to be redeemed, we must assent to the death of Christ. Our sacrifice is our yes in saying, Lord, I will allow you to do this. I'll allow you to redeem me because you're the protagonist. You're the actor. There's nothing I can do. I can't redeem myself. All I can do is give my yes. And Mary is that personification of the church, the one who gives her yes in that perfect way. She embodies our prayerful sacrifice, letting go of our will and allowing Christ to act as high priest on the cross. But why is Mary able to do this? And what can we learn as Christians and as Catholics to, from Mary's attitude that we, when we stand at the foot of Calvary at every single Mass, that representation of Christ's one sacrifice, how can we be like Mary to enter more prayerfully into Christ's perfect prayer? The reason Mary can do this is first of all because of her fiat. There from the moment of the Annunciation, be it done unto me according to thy word. From the moment the angel appears to her, she says yes. That yes that already exists in her heart from the time that she was conceived. Let it be done unto me. You're the actor. I'm not. I am there to receive, to be acted upon. And it echoes throughout her entire life up until the cross. It's that attitude of, yes, if you get done unto me, which is the opposite of Peter, who says, Lord, you will never wash my feet. Second, she can make this yes so perfectly, as we know, because of her sinlessness, the immaculate conception that she was born without sin and ever sinned during her life. No pride, no sinful grasping, no demanding her way. She is able in her prayerful surrender to let go and to trust even when it doesn't make any sense, even when she may not understand what is going on. She's still able to act in faith. There are no walls there to stop her from receiving, no hardness of heart. This points, of course, to the depth of, the depth of Our Lady's faith. Mary had faith while Jesus didn't. She had to believe at times even though she could not see. 
There was the darkness. There was the struggle. The sharing in our Lord's passion, her son's passion. She believed that Jesus would rise, but still experienced the struggle. She's not given divine knowledge. She had to express her faith there at the foot of the cross. She didn't need to understand, but she believed because she knew her son Jesus. And what united her to her son? Most importantly, it was her love. A great love for her son, Jesus, that united her to him. And when everybody else fled because she loved so well, she stayed there at the foot of the cross. And it allowed her to give him the freedom to act as he needed to in order to offer himself and fulfill the will of the Father. And then fifth and finally, as you'll see most importantly probably, it was her prayerfulness. Our Lady's deep spirit of prayer. We know that she kept all things that happened to her in her heart, meditating on them, contemplating these deep truths. It's that contemplative attitude of reflecting on reality, reflecting on these saving mysteries all throughout her life. And then she could be there at the foot of the cross to be able to offer that as a prayer even through this difficult time when the sword pierced her heart. Now you may say, Father, these are very devout and pious reflections, a beautiful Mariology at the foot of the cross, but how does it help us to receive more at Mass? That's the whole theme of what I'm trying to talk about, that importance of getting more out of Mass, entering more deeply into the mystery, the act of participation that goes beyond just the bodily gestures. This is the truth, that Mary's disposition Everything that I just talked about, her ability to have that prayerful attitude at Calvary, didn't just materialize. It didn't just happen the moment that she stood there at the foot of the cross. It came as a result of an entire life of prayer, of faith, of love, of responding to God's grace. Every single moment of her life led her to be able to stand there in a prayerful attitude at the foot of the cross and allow her son to offer his life. This is the same for us, even though we were not immaculately conceived, that we may struggle with faith and fall in sin. From my experience, the people who exhibit that same Marian attitude in their lives outside of Mass Get the most out of Mass. The ones who develop that Marian disposition know how to receive more at Mass. The openness and obedience to the Father's will in all of their life. The avoiding sin and trying to live a virtuous life. The persistence in faith even when it's dark, even when it is difficult. The love of God, the love of neighbor, and most importantly, that life of deep prayer, not just reciting a few prayers, but really knowing what contemplation is, desiring prayer, encountering the Lord there. This attitude is what enabled the saints to love the Mass. It's not that they just showed up and did it. It's because of their whole entire life, that contemplative, receptive, prayerful attitude 
because their lives open their hearts to receive. And so if we find that we have a difficult time getting anything out of Mass, maybe the examination of conscience we ought to do is to look at the rest of our lives. Are we living a life maybe like Pilate or the bad thief? Well, if that's the case, then no wonder. If we're just going through the motions, if prayer and our faith and desire to know the Lord and to love God and our neighbor is not there, then you can't expect to be able to enter into the spirit of the liturgy. It's going to be dry bones. It's going to be dead. But the saints who knew Jesus, who knew the love of the Father, who knew the power of the Spirit, could enter into that mystery. And so the key today for experiencing the true power of the Mass, of understanding the gift of the Eucharist, is a true conversion of heart. We all need it. Even I need it. The priests, the religious need it. And so we pray today in this service, particularly as we venerate the cross, for a deep conversion of heart, asking the Lord to give us that same prayerful spirit he had at the Last Supper and on the cross. Avail yourself of confession, particularly if you haven't been in a while. We're going to be hearing confession after our service as long as it takes. Come and open yourself to receive God's mercy. Put away those things that stop us from receiving God's grace. And I think today is a great day to pick up your rosary, to begin meditating on the life and the mysteries of Mary and Jesus, asking Our Lady to make our hearts more like hers. Because the more that our heart becomes like Mary's, that Marian receptive contemplative dimension, the more we become like her, the more we will be able to receive from the Holy Mass.